Good. I need, I'm going to give you a little, I told you I was going to do some funnies. I used to read these all the time in Sunday school, and I'm going to lighten it up before we get, get into deeper stuff, okay? So there's some husband and wife stuff. So the, the, the question is, so what, what's the problem? And a wife asked her, asked her husband, could you please go shopping for me and buy one carton of milk, and if they have avocados, get six? A short time later, the husband comes home with six cartons of milk. The wife asks him, why did you buy six cartons of milk? He replies, they had avocados. Now, if you're a woman, you, you, you might be wanting to read that again and go, what's going on there? But if you're a man, you understand that perfectly. Yeah, go, get, go get a carton of milk, and if they have avocados, get six. Y'all, y'all just got it. I love it. I love it. That we, we, we do what we're told to do. Exactly as we're told to do. Okay, so the, this is there was a story about the water and the water in the carburetor. Okay, so the wife says there's there's trouble with the car. It has water in the carburetor, and the husband says water in the carburetor. That's ridiculous. Wife says I tell you the car has water in the carburetor. Husband says you don't know you don't even know what a carburetor is. I'll check it out. Where's the car? In the pool. Tell me she didn't know. All right, here's the last thing. Don't get mad at me. I'm just reading this, okay? So th this is a frightening statistic. It says probably one of the most um, worrisome in recent history. Did you know that 25% of women in this country are on medication for mental illness? Did y'all know that? And it's crazy, which means there's 75% of them that are running around without any help. <laughs> Oh, okay. So I live dangerously. I live dangerously. <laughs> I, I, listen, I do some good, I do some men one too, but I'll be here all week. All right. So, all right. Okay. Well, we're going to, we're going to get started. We're, 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 we all year we've been going through our foundation series, just looking at key doctrines and working through that. And uh, so we're going to transition. I mentioned this several weeks ago. And after I said it, I, I kind of wish I hadn't said it, but then I'd said it, so here we go. We're going we're gonna to start working on looking at end times, okay? So tonight's topic is this. You, you've got the notes there, I hope, just signs of the times. So how do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. So I'm not going to try to rush through this. I'm not going to try to be in a hurry to get from one point to another. I'm going to start somewhere, we'll go through it, and we'll progress on uh, because this is a topic that we can we can probably go a, a, a good while on and not and not exhaust it at all. I, I will not get really deep in the weeds on this. I'll just tell you that now. Um, and 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 let me preface this with this as well. Please don't come chew me out after I teach this stuff, because when you're talking about prophecy, um, let let's say you 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 listen to ten preachers preach on a particular text, you're gonna probably get ten different answers, ten different views of that. You can read 10 different commentaries and get 10 different views on stuff. It's amazing as I study how many times when you're talking about prophecy, the different view of things there. And uh, look, prophecy is, is, it is, here's what prophecy is. Do you know there's history that hasn't happened yet? I mean, that's what it is. It's history that hasn't happened yet. And the, the fact is just because it hasn't happened yet doesn't mean it ain't going to happen. 
God has, has told us. He has already seen it. He knows the end from the beginning. We know that from Scripture. So he has revealed some things to us. Let me, did you hear the word I used there? He has reviewed, revealed some things to us in regards to the future. And so he has not revealed everything to us, but he has given us a lot of information that helps us in, in understanding timeline. On, and now I'm going to say understanding that. We think we have a good idea of, man, the Lord's got to return. I really do. I, I believe, I used to say the Lord might come back in my lifetime. That might be. And now I, I say I really do believe the Lord is going to come back in my lifetime unless he decides to hit me with a truck tonight on the way home. Then maybe he won't. But here's the deal. We're either, we're going to, either going to be raptured out of here or we're going, to, we're going to die. We're going to go through that great, amazing door of death that opens up for all, to all of eternity, right? Amen. We're not fearful of death here, right? Amen. We're through being scared of death. We're scared. And if you ain't scared of death, then what's there to be scared of? Nothing. That's right. If you can get past that fear, if you can understand that death, man, for a belief. Now, if you're lost, if you're sitting here today and you're lost, you ought to be scared to death. You ought to be fearful of anything happening. That's why I'm convinced there's such a fear of this COVID out there because the, the, the folks who don't believe in an afterlife or folks who have rejected Christ, they know there's, a, there's something out there and they're not ready for it. But they hold on to this like this is all there is. And, and I guess their mentality is, is heaven is here and now. <laughs> Man, if this is as good as it gets, ugh, I, why? Yes, I know, right? So, so we're going uh, we're, we're gonna, to we're gonna move through this slowly, intentionally. Uh, we'll see where it goes. Some of it's going to be more, uh, probably more preaching style. Some of it's going to be more teaching style. But we'll, we'll just move through it and see how God leads as I study and prepare. Y'all pray for me. Like I said, this is a new to, to, to do prophecy, looking at these end times. First couple of weeks, a few weeks are going to be pretty, pretty simple stuff. So we're going to start here. If you've got your Bible, and I hope you do, let me encourage you. Bring your Bible. And, and you go, man, preacher, you fly through the verses, I do. But there's a reason I give you the, the handouts now, Wednesday nights and Sunday morning, so that you can see where we're going verse scripture-wise. You can look them up yourself. You can flip to them. But a lot of times, primarily, I'm in one place. I'm in one passage. And, and it's great if you can turn there and, and read what I'm reading. You may have a different version. It may say it a little different. But you can read what, what I'm reading. You can see where I'm at. So... Let me encourage you, bring your Bibles to church. Open them up. So Matthew chapter 24 is where we're going to start. So Matthew 24 verses 1 through 3 says, Then Jesus went out and departed from the temple, and his disciples came up to show him the buildings of the temple. And Jesus said to them, Do you, do you not see all these things? Assuredly, I say to you, not one stone shall be left here upon another that shall not be thrown down. Now, as he sat on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him pri uh, pr privately saying, Tell us, when will these things be? And what will be the sign of your coming and the end of the age? The these are the same questions that we ask today. I mean, it's the things we want to know. We want to know what's coming. Do I I'm, I'm curious. How many of you really want to know what's coming? I mean, you really, you really, do you really? 
Well, I know that, and we, we take that on faith, so we believe that. I guess what I'm asking is this. Would you really want to know what's going to happen to you in a week? I, I, I wouldn't. So I think there's a reason. In God's wisdom, he only gives us so much there. Because there's some things, if, if, we knew, if we knew what was going to happen in a week, we'd try to change what was going to happen. We'd try to, we'd try to finagle things and work it so it didn't happen. You know, whether it was a good thing or a bad thing, we'd mess it up one way or the other. We, we, would, we would want to mess it up. We'd want to change it. But I don't know that there's, but, but that's the heart. I mean, that's where we're at. We want to know what's coming. Yeah, I've heard people say, would you, would you, if you could know the future or if you could read minds, which would you rather do? And I'm like, no. I, I'm already, I'm already struggled with insecurity. If I, if I knew what everybody was thinking, that would really be bad. Ugh. So, um, this is the same questions today. I mean, this is, we're asking the same questions that they were asking, but they didn't say, Lord, tell us exactly date, date, date. They said, what will be the sign of your coming and of the end of the age? And so the Lord's words here, uh, if, you, if you go back into chapter 33, and we'll look back there real quick. You can flip back to chapter 33, and we'll look at verse 37 through 39 in just a second. But the, the Lord's word here about the desolation of the temple, it prompted the disciples to ask him about the future of the city and the signs of his coming and the end of the age. You know, when, when the Lord says this, he says in verse 37, he says, O Jerusalem, Jerusalem, the one who kills the prophets and stones those stones." Stones those who are sent to her. How often I wanted to gather your children together as a hen gathers her chicks under her wings, but you were not willing. See, your house is left to you desolate. And he says that, your house, this house, this, this temple here, it's left to you desolate. And so that, that has to prompt the question they're asking then here in 24. They're wanting to know, Lord, you're talking about this desolation. You're talking about, what, what does this mean, Lord? What are you telling us? For I say to you, you shall see me no more till you say, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. So, overview, chapter 24, um, we're going to look at 24, chapter 24 here, we're going to look at uh, chapter 21 in Luke, that'll probably be next week or maybe the week after, but, but we're going to work through these passages and pick out some truths, some things that are going to help us. Now, chapter 24, verses 1 through 35, the theme here is the tribulation. This is what we're looking at, is this time leading up and, and you got two different things going on here, okay? And we're, we're, we're going to see this as we dig deeper. But you've got leading up to the rapture, okay? So that's one thing that we, we, we're looking to. This, this, and, and we go, well, wow, there's a big difference between the rapture and the second coming. There's only seven years. The Lord's going to rapture us out of here. And from that point, there's seven years, if, if what we believe, what I believe, is true, and there are people that believe in a, a, a you know mid-tribulation rapture. There's some that believe in a post-tribulation rapture. I believe Scripture is clear that there's there's a pre-trib. I mean, there, there's persecution we face now, and there's things that we see, and people go, "We're in already in the tribulation." Yeah, we're in we're in tribulation. We're not in the tribulation. Okay, there's a there's a difference. So we're not in the tribulation yet. We're facing tribulation where there's prerequisites. There's things that are happening. Um, it's it's kind of like now let's think of it this way. You can have a major earthquake and you got little ones that that come up to that. Right. You got little earthquakes, little tremors that might lead up to a big major earthquake. And um, 
That's kind of what we're seeing. We're, but we're, we've been in tribulation. I mean, the persecution's been on the church since the Lord was on the earth. And from the time he, he, he started the church and he ascended to heaven and all these believers have faced persecution. Believers, we talked about Tyndall. I mean, he was burned, he was, he was murdered, he was killed, he was executed because of his faith, because of wanting to translate the scriptures. And then he was burned, his body was burned. If I'm not mistaken, does somebody help me with this? Did they not dig his bones up later and, and like grind them up and burn them again? I mean, they were so mad at but just a couple of years later, the, king, the king's heart softened. And, and so it's amazing. Um, it, it didn't go to waste. So we're talking about the theme here being in chapter 24, the tribulation or the day of the Lord that will come upon the world in the last days. Now, Jesus explained the events of the first half of the tribulation in verses 1 through 14. Okay, so that's kind of a description of the first, the first half of the tribulation. And then the last half, verses 15 through 28. And then he announced his return to earth after the tribulation, verses 29 through 35. So all of this is, we're going to look at this now. I'm going to get ahead of myself. Um, the emphasis here in, verse, in chapter, basically in chapter 24, verses 1 through 35, the emphasis is on the signs of his coming to the earth and is directed primarily to Israel. And it's telling the people to watch and be ready. Now, uh, the, the next phrase I have here, but, but, but these words have a message for the church today as well, because coming events cast their, their shadows before. Okay, So coming events cast their shadows before. So the things that are coming... The shadow is, is not falling behind it. The shadow falls before it. So that's what prophecy is. When we read prophecy, we're reading this leading up to these things that God has revealed are going to happen. And so primarily, this is a message for the Jew. And it's the Jew that, that, and for Israel after the rapture. But if, you've got, if, you've, if we're raptured out of here, you know, but, but here's the thing. If you've got signs that are leading up to the Lord's return seven years from the rapture, if we're only seven years from the rapture, that shadow is probably extending back into our time. Are you with me? Does that make sense? So when we see these things, when we hear these things, and, and I don't know if it'll be, I don't think it'll be next week, probably the week after, we're going to dig deeper. We're going to break down and, and kind of walk through chapter 21, which is the same thing that's here in the Olivet Discord, but it looks at some different things of those signs. We're going to break those down and kind of look at them. So the signs are, 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 for, are for Israel. They're directed primarily to Israel, but they, they do affect us. We see it. We see the warning signs. We see the things that are coming up. So we're looking for the Savior and not for signs. That's what we're looking for. For us, we don't, we don't need signs. We don't have to have signs. And we're going to look at some signs. We're going to see some things that give some indication to us of what is coming. And we know, what, we know what's coming. But we're looking. What are we looking for? We're not looking for signs. Trisha, what are we looking for? We're looking for the Lord. And, and what you got to understand is he could come at any time. I don't know of anything left in Scripture that has to be fulfilled that is hindering the Lord's return. 
So he could come at any moment. He could come before I finish this sentence. He could come before I finish this message. He could come before we get home tonight. He could come before we wake in the morning. He could come before the week's out. He could come, but he may not come for 100 years. I don't think that's the case. But all through history, there have been people who have said, the Lord's got to come. Imagine if you're living. Now, when you start digging into the, to the scriptures, it's easy, to, it's easy for us to look back and go, oh, that's, there's no way that could have been at that time. Because there's a lot of things that are in scripture that we see those signs of things coming up. That, and, and when you read Revelation, the things that go on in Revelation and in that time of tribulation, there are things that are going to happen that we go, there's no way they could have happened 70 years ago, 80 years ago. Could not have happened during World War II. But imagine you're living at that time. You're talking about wars and rumors of wars. It was, it was, it was all over. The whole world was ablaze. A I mean, it would be easy to understand how we would take a verse or two and go, oh, yeah, this is, man, this has got to be the Lord's got to come back soon. Well, then, then we have the birth of Israel, and there's the prophecy that's involved there in a generation. The, 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 and I, I shared with somebody last week, I don't know if I said this in here or, or if I was talking to somebody one-on-one. I, I don't understand that prophecy. I'm just going to be honest with y'all. I don't understand that prophecy. When I read that, I don't read a prophecy. I read a parable. I read the Lord saying, it's like you look at the sky and you see it's red in the morning or you see it's red in the evening and you can read the signs of the sky and know whether the day is going to be good or it's going to be bad to be out on. You know, sailors understand they can read the sky. The Lord tells us there, he says, he says, hear a parable of the fig tree and the other trees. And he talks about there, he's given all these signs, and then he says, here's the parable of, of the fig tree. And when that tree is budding, when it is blooming, when it's about to bud, and pop, then you know that the, the, what season we're in. And I think, what do I know? But, but it seems a lot like me, like the Lord says, look, these signs, that's what he was saying. He's emphasizing, I've given you the signs. You look for these signs, and when these things are coming to pass, it's like watching the tree, we know, when a tree buds, there's trees that are out there blooming now. I don't understand that. We're going into fall. Why are, why are things blooming? This is, the, the Florida messes me up. We got flowers that are blooming in the fall. I'm like, what season are we in? Oh, we're in hot season. That's what it is. So I, I really, that's one that I, I, when I look at that prophecy, I've never understood it. I've never, I've read and I still cannot wrap my mind. And I know that Israel is talked about in scriptures as a fig, as a fig plant. And there's, there's that symbology, but he's talking about the fig tree and he's talking about other trees as well right there. I'm not saying that's not, but it's interesting that prophecy said how Lindsay, how Lindsay was big on a generation. I think it was 40 years, 40 years. So Forty years from the birth of Israel as a nation again, there's the, there's the fig tree. One generation, a generation uh, is 40 years. Well, then it's no generation. You know what I was reading this week? A generation could be as much as a thousand years based on how, you're, how they're wanting to qualify that. I don't think it's, that's the case. If that's prophetic, I don't think it's going to be a thousand years. Things are going to get really, really bad. Is that, listen, we talk about how bad things get. They've been this bad before. You think it was less bad before the Lord brought the flood? So we know there's been 
I mean, it was sin rampant, rampant on the earth. But that wasn't the time then. Now, now I think we are in that time. And, and, and so we're going to look at that and try to figure some of that. Um, so we are. We're looking for the Lord. We're not looking for signs. Philippians 3.20 says, For our citizenship is in heaven, from which we, are eager, from which we also eagerly wait for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. That's what we're waiting for. That, uh, we're not, we don't need a sign to show us that. We know he's coming. We know it's imminent, and we should be looking. Now, if we didn't go any further in this, th- 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 I'm going to give you bottom line what this ought to do for us as we look at prophecy. We should understand it. The scriptures say to read the prophecies. We're to read those, Right? We should be aware of, of what is there. Here's what it should do. It should motivate us to get out of here and win lost people to the Lord. Bottom line, you can be a prophetic expert and never share the gospel. What good is that? The Lord didn't tell us to go out and preach prophecy. He said, go make disciples. Amen? Amen? So, so what we need to understand, and everybody in here, I think, would be in agreement. We understand that the Lord's return is imminent. He's coming back. We understand this principle of the Lord's return, and he's going to rapture the church. The world's not going to see him. He's not going to appear, come down on a cloud and, and appear there and, and, and call everybody home. I'm not, when the trumpet blows, I'm not convinced anybody but us believers are going to hear it. We're just going, boom, be gone. They're not going to see us. I don't think they're going to see us fly through the sky. You know, Superman, what is this? Is that the Avengers? I mean, it's not going to be that. I think we're just, boom, going to be gone. We're going to go from this body, the body's just going to drop over. No, the body's not going to drop over. It's going with me. So I'm going to leave my clothes here, I guess. So, I mean, thinking about Tim LaHaye and his the movie they did on that. So people, people, I guess their clothes and all, they, were, they found. So, you know, what's the world going to say? Virus? Aliens? Yeah, it's, those are the two right now. That, I mean, they'll, they'll, they'll be like, well, we told y'all those religious people had mental illness. And we told y'all that. And so now they have this virus that just it affected all these people who had a brain problem because that's why they were religious because they have a brain problem. It's a chemical imbalance. I mean, I mean, I can hear it. And they'll explain away this, but there will be those who know the scriptures, those who understand they've heard, and, and they're going to have the scriptures still. The Holy Spirit's not over here. But um, it's, that's coming. That's what we know. Now, I believe this. If you're sitting here tonight and you're lost and the rapture comes tonight and you've not trusted Christ, you'll go to hell. Scripture is pretty clear on that, that he will give delusion. And those who have rejected the gospel will no longer be able to be saved. Now, when you talk about all those people that are, born, that are, that are saved during the tribulation, majority of that's Israel. The 144,000, it's, it's, it's preachers. It's, it's Jews who've gotten saved, and now they're preaching. They're preaching to the lost world. So here's what ought to scare us to death, is that we have neighbors and friends and loved ones and family and all this that don't know the Lord, 
And, and Christ is coming back. And for many at that, that point, at the rapture, it'll be too late. And at that point, for sure, it's too late. We can't witness anymore. So we've got to work while it's day, daylight because the night's coming when no man works. And that ought to be the motivation. As we go into that, that really is our motivation for everything as we're looking at this. It ought to inspire us to get out of here and share the gospel. Okay? So Matthew 24, 36 through chapter 25, verse 46. All the, all the way through that, the focus is on the church rather than Israel. And we'll, we'll get into that. So the emphasis is not on signs, but on the fact that Jesus can return at any moment. Verse 36, chapter uh, 24, 36. But of the day and hour, no one knows, not even the angels in heaven, but my Father only. Even, even the Lord Jesus doesn't know. The time will come and God the Father will turn and say, go get, go get them. Go bring them home. But he doesn't know. Only the Father knows. Verse 44 says, Therefore you also be ready, for the Son of Man is coming in an hour you do not expect. Verse 50, The master of that servant will come on a day when he is not looking for him, and at an hour that he is not aware of. Scripture is very clear. We're not going to know. So when you, when you read a prophetic book that somebody's talking about, or they're telling you, you know, um, 12, 12 of 2012 or whatever. I think that was the Aztec calendar or whatever. It's crazy how this stuff pops in your head. Um, it, but if they're telling you they know when the time, when it's going to end, when the Lord's coming back, we don't know. And you know right now they're wrong because they don't know. And here's, and here's what would happen if they guessed it. I think the Lord would change it. He's going, you, nope, you ain't got it. So when he comes, when he comes, he will reckon. Y'all know what that word means? You know that word, reckon? How do we use it? It's a southern word. Would you, would you use that word up north? No, I reckon I wouldn't. That's exactly right. It's an accounting term. So it's kind of like a, I, I, I put it like, like settling up. It's, it's we're going we're gonna to balance out everything. We're going to figure out, we're going to tally this thing up and see. So when the Lord comes, he will reckon. And, and he's going to reckon with his servants and uh, he's going to reward those who have been faithful. That's what's going to happen. And so, again, it's our duty as believers to be ready. Amen? We need to be ready. Every moment we need to be ready. So chapter 24. Now, I'm gonna, we're going we're, we're to do this a little different. So I'm gonna look at, um, we're going to look at some, some things that uh, we should not do or should not be. All right? So when you listen to the news and see the tensions and troubles in today's world, keep in mind the warnings that the Lord gave. All right? Um, there's a lot of warnings here. There's a lot of information here that he gives us in signs of things to come. And when we watch the news, we watch what's going on in the world, we shouldn't be troubled by these things. Do any of you get troubled? I do sometimes. And you know what then I know? I'm listening to it too much. I'm, lis I'm listening too much because the, the, uh, <laughs> I was listening to Glenn Black coming in this morning and uh, everything he was talking about, I, I thought I had to turn it off because... Here's what I hate about it is most of what I hear from Glenn Beck comes, it's true. He's not typically one to talk junk. It's stuff that he's done his homework on. And when you hear about all that they're putting in this package, they're trying to pass through this reconciliation and all the stuff that they're putting in there, uh, it, it's a tax against the Constitution, against our freedoms. And, and as an American, as a, 
I, I love this country. I love, I, love, I love our freedom. I love that. Uh, it's discouraging. But when I look around and I see where we're at in this and I believe that we're right here at the end, I just, I, it makes me excited. I say, oh, Lord, maybe today. Maybe today. You wake up in the morning. You wake up, if you, you wake up with a prayer on your lips and go, man, maybe today's the day, Lord. Maybe today's the day. So, folks, if today's the day, keep your hand out of the cookie jar. Okay? Keep your heart right with God. Stay, stay on your knees. Stay in prayer. Stay in His Word. Stay right in your relationships. Keep your nose clean, as your mama would say, right? Keep your nose clean. Be right when He comes. Don't, don't have a regret of being caught somewhere doing something or thinking or doing something you shouldn't, that you shouldn't do. Keep it, keep it right. But don't be discouraged. So let's look at this. Number one, do not be, do not be deceived. Uh, why don't I tell you what? Let's do this. Um, why don't we just read? I'm in the New King James, so if you're if you're with in the New King James, you can read along. You can read along with what you're in, but it's going to sound a little different. So let's read. I'm going to read down through, say, verse. I'm going to go through about 42 or so. And Jesus answered and said, this verse 4, And Jesus answered and said to them, Take heed that no one deceive you. For many will come in my name, saying, I am the Christ, and will deceive many. And you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you are not troubled, for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For, for nation will rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom. And there will be famines, pestilences, and earthquakes in various places. All these are the beginning of sorrows. Then they will deliver you up for, uh, to tribulation and kill you, and you will be hated by all nations for my name's sake. And then many will be offended, will, be, uh, will betray one another, and will hate one another. Then many false prophets will rise up and deceive many. And because lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow cold. But he who endures to the end shall be saved." And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness to all the nations, and then the end will come. Therefore, when you see the abomination of desolation spoken of by Daniel the prophet standing in the holy place, whoever reads, let him understand. Then let those who are in Judea flee to the mountains. Let him who is on the housetop not go down to take anything out of his house. And let him who is in the field not go back to his clothes. But woe to those who are pregnant and to those who are nursing babies in those days. And pray that your faith uh, may not be in, in uh, that your flight may not be in winter or on the Sabbath. For then there will be great tribulation such as has not been since the beginning of the world until this time. No, nor ever shall be. And unless these days were shortened, no flesh would be saved. But for the elect's sake, those days will be shortened. Then if anyone says to you, look, here is Christ, or there, do not believe it. For false Christ and false prophets will rise and show great signs and wonders and deceive, if possible, even the elect. See, I have told you beforehand. Therefore, if, you say, if, if they say to you, look, he is in the desert, do not go out. Or look, he is in the inner rooms, do not believe it. Verse 27, for as the lightning comes from the east and flashes to the west, so also will the coming of the Son of Man be. And wherever the carcass is, 
There the eagles will be gathered together. Immediately after the tribulation of those days, the sun will be darkened and the moon will not give its light. The stars will fall from heaven and the powers of the heavens will be shaken. For the, signs of the, for the sign of the Son of Man will appear in heaven and then all the tribes of the earth will mourn and they will see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. And he will send his angels with a great sound of a trumpet and they will gather together his elect from the four winds from, uh, from one end of heaven to the other. Now here's the parable of the fig tree I was talking about, verse 32. Now learn this parable from the fig tree. When its branches, when his branch has already become tender and puts forth leaves, you know that summer is near. So you also, when you see all these things, know that it is near at the doors. Assuredly, I say to you, this generation will by no means pass away to all these things take place. I'm going to stop right there. I wasn't going to give any commentary. But um, when you read that there, people have read that and assumed, and they would have heard it and assumed that meant them. This is the Lord talking to the disciples here. They would read that and go and, and that, that this generation will by no means pass away till all these things take place. The, obviously, the Lord wasn't saying this generation as in this generation. He's talking about this generation that is here in what is taking place at this time. What is going on? That this generation will by no means pass away till all these things take place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will by no means pass away. Uh, 36, but of the day and hour no one knows, not even the angels of heaven, but my Father only. But as the days of Noah were, so also will the coming of the Son of Man be. For as in the days before the flood, they, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage until the day that Noah entered the ark and did not know until the flood came and took them all away. So also will be the coming of the Son of Man will the coming of the Son of Man be. Then two men will be in the field. One will be taken and the other left. Two women will be grinding at the mill. One will be taken and the other left. Watch therefore, for you do not know what hour the Lord is coming. But know this, that, that if the master of the house had known what hour the thief would come, he would have watched and not allowed his house to be broken into. Therefore, you also be ready, for the Son of Man is coming at an hour you do not expect. So first thing let's look at here is this, is, is um, do not be deceived. Okay. So verses 4 and verse 11. Verse 4 says, And Jesus answered and said to them, Take heed that no one deceives you. Verse 11 says, Then many false prophets will rise up and deceive many. So the first admonition for us here is to not be deceived in these end times. People will, will make monumental claims and promises and they'll deceive many people. I think we see some of that today. We, we see these monumental claims. We see this, the junk that is said. And there's things that are said by TV preachers and stuff like that that I, I'm just amazed that anybody would follow. But you, you end up with folks who are ignorant to the Word of God. And that's why I go back to read your Bible. If you know the truth, the truth will make you free. You're not a, you're not a slave. It'll set you free. It'll, it'll turn you loose because you know the truth and you're not going to be deceived when you know the truth. If Eve had known the truth to the level she should have known the truth, she would not have been deceived by Satan with, has the Lord really said? And she would have said, yes, he said. This is exactly what he said. Now get out of my face. 
but she was easily deceived because she had not really owned it. Now, I put that on Adam. As a man, that's on Adam. My job is to lead my home. Men. Amen? Amen. Amen. Our job as men is to lead in our homes. Now, your wife may be more spiritual than you, but she still ain't called to lead the home. You are. And, and we as men have to take that, that obligation, that responsibility, very, very, very seriously. And if we don't, we end up, again, living out the same things where we have problems. We have the Word of God to enlighten us. Isaiah 8.20 says, To the law and to the testimony. And, 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 to the law and to the testimony. If they do not speak according to this word, it is because there is no light in them. So we have the word of God to enlighten us. That, that's when you, you speak truth when you know the word of God. When you know the word of God, you can speak truth. If you don't know the word of God, you can't speak that truth. You haven't been enlightened. You've got to know the word of God. And we have the Holy Spirit to teach us. Okay. So John chapter 16, verses 13 through 15 says, However, even, uh, uh, however, when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth. Holy Spirit was sent to, to guide us into all truth, for he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will tell you things to come. He will glorify me, for, for he will take of what is mine and declare it to you. All things that the Father has are mine. Therefore, I said that he will take of mine and declare it to you. The Holy Spirit was sent to teach us. And we remember the scriptures where the Holy Spirit brought, to, brought back to memory to, for the disciples. You know, they, they heard the Lord say things and they wrote books later, many years later, but the Holy Spirit of God gave them memory on the things they had heard. It, it, you know, have you ever had a, you ever, something happens and you go, oh, well, I was, okay, example, I was looking at pictures. Y'all saw the missionaries. I mean, there were, there were things that went on in 2004, and at first I went back and looked at all my Tajikistan. I probably shouldn't say that. All, all, yeah, I did. All my Tajikistan pictures. So I went back and looked at all that. And um, it's amazing how much you remember something sparks it, sparks a memory. It's in there. It's in there. If you've heard it, if you've read it, it's in there. The problem is we don't know how to get it out. I got a mind like a steel trap. Problem is, though, I can't get anything out. It might be in there, but I can't get it out. So if we learn the tricks, but the Holy Spirit of God comes behind them and says, write this. You remember, remember this and gives them memory to, to the things that they heard the Lord say. So the Holy Spirit, you know, we've got, we've got the Word of God that enlightens us. We've got the Holy Spirit of God that teaches us. And, and because of that, we should, not go, we should not go astray. 1 John chapter 2, uh, verses 18 through 29. I'm not going to read that. We're, we're running close on time already. Go back and read that. Read that, that, that passage right there. And it's, a, it, it's really a warning. Even talking in verse 26, it says, These things I have written to you, encouraging those who try to, or dis, uh, concerning those who try to deceive you. So he's, he's, he's encouraging us, he's admonishing us there, John is, to, to not be deceived. And that we follow the Lord faithfully. Do not be deceived. He says, little children, it is the last hour. And as you have heard that the Antichrist is coming, even now many Antichrists have come, by which we know that it is the last hour. Look, we're there. There are many Antichrists that are out there now. Someone was talking about the, the whole um, uh, 
Ah, I'm not going to go there. I'm not going to go there. Never mind. Forget I started that. I'm going to chase some rabbit, and we're going to be on it for a while. No, the second thing there is do not be discouraged. So we do not be deceived, verses 4 and 11. Then do not be dis, uh, discouraged. Do not be discouraged, verse 6. And you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you are not troubled, for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. You know, I just thought of, I thought of the same thing we we're talking about with death. Look, if we live long enough and the Lord doesn't rapture us out, we're going to die. Deal with it. It's a part of life. It's a part of life. Everything through our life is a part of life. And our death as a believer, our life doesn't end right there. There is afterlife. There is a and I mean, I, as I understand it and as I believe, there, there's a continuation. It's not like this ends and, and, and there's just this hard break and all of a sudden everything. It is totally different, but it's a continuation. I already have eternal life. But this tent does not. And I got to peel this tent off. I got to get out of this tent to go be with him. And so I'm not, I'm not concerned. I shouldn't be discouraged about when that time comes. And I shouldn't love the world so much. I love my wife. I love my children. But listen, God's going to take care of them. If something happens to me tonight, I'm okay with it. Y'all can be too. Oh, it's such a tragedy. Just such a tragedy. No, it's not. It's a blessing. God takes me out of here and I'm with him. Mm, we're going to be back together. But look, it's the same mentality. When we hear of these wars and rumors of wars, see that you are not troubled. It's what the word of God says. Don't be discouraged. Politics and natural disturbances have, have always been a part of world history. So don't, don't allow them to discourage you. I was I was going back and looking and preparing for in 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 uh, in Luke twenty one and breaking down and looking at those things there that that are going to come to pass and we see some of them here. But I was looking at earthquakes and looking at things like that and you know it's amazing we've had you know that that earthquake you know one of the largest earthquakes ever was the one over there that started that. Uh, launched that the tsunami in 2010 230,000 people died it'd be easy it'd be easy to just be so discouraged by that but these these are things that are going to happen they've always happened they're going to happen i believe at a greater frequency but we'll, i'm getting ahead of myself but you know when it talks about hearing these things sometimes it, it, we, we hear and see things now that they didn't hear and see 100 years ago 500 years ago, 1,000 years ago, when Christ was here. Amen? Amen? Amen. So they didn't know when our, uh, Today, if there's an earthquake... You know what? There's so websites you can go to, and they can tell you how many earthquakes there were today. And they, they can almost live, you can see what's going on around the world. I mean, it's, it's incredible. So some of it is that these things, some of these have always gone on, but, but we don't know if the Lord's saying, there's going to be more of this could just be that you're going to hear about it more because of where we're at technology-wise. And when we get into prophecy, you've you, you got to look at the technology, and we're going to dig into the technology because that's such a huge part of the, this end-time stuff. 
Do not be discouraged. Verse 8 says that they are the beginning of sorrows. The beginning of sorrows. Anybody, does anybody here know what that word uh, sorrows means? What's that? It is. It's birth pangs. Yeah. So, so this, this wars and rumors of wars, all of this stuff, these, these problems on the earth, these, these, these things. Verse 8 says that they are the beginning of sorrows. They're beginning of birth pangs. I mean, it's, 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 part of, it's part of what we're going to have, what we're going to see, what has to happen. You know, uh, uh, I remember Gina with two kids. Oh, you know, it's, oh. <laughs> She's over there. Doctor said, ah, don't worry about it. Until they get about five minutes apart, y'all just relax at home. I don't know, 1.30 in the morning, I hear... <laughs> What are you doing? She says, ooh. So we go to measure, and we're like four minutes apart at that point. I'm like, what? Why didn't you tell me? So we're, she's back there listening. So we fly to the hospital. We fly to the hospital. Uh, but, that, but you know what? That's birth pangs. And you know something good's coming. So the world's troubles are pregnant with possibilities. God is on the throne. Amen? Amen. So we got all the way to there. We always got all the way to the second point right there. All right, we'll pick up right there next week. Um, oh, I saw something today talking about, talking about they're, gonna, they're, they're working on having things where they can send you code, comes into your email, you print it out, and so you got to have, I mean, they'd have to put all the right stuff in your house, but you print it out, and your vaccine is in a, and you just peel it off and put your vaccine on your arm. Huh? Take the mark. Well, I don't think the, well, I said I didn't think the vaccine was the mark. Boy, there's a lot of stuff that starts to look like, and they're talking about you can't buy groceries. You, you know, in New York, a woman has a child. She has a baby in the hospital. If she hasn't been vaccinated, she can't have the baby. She can't receive the baby. She can't leave the hospital with the baby. That's what I was reading. So we, we're in a crazy time. I mean, it's just, it's, just, it's just crazy at a new level. Crazy at a whole new level. All right. Um, I hope I didn't mess anybody up tonight. I was all over the place, I know. But th th this is, I mean, this is the elephant. And I'm like, how do you eat this elephant? And it's, uh, it's, it's going to probably be that way. And I don't know how far we'll go. Um, I was looking at something today and I went, man, we got to talk about that. And that's a whole nother two or three week thing. That's a whole nother area. Ain't even in Revelation or wherever, but we'll just go where it leads, okay? And... Um, if you got something, you say, hey, preacher, look at this. You want to send it to me? I'll, I'll look at it. I'll read it. Sometimes there's things I can pull in, and, and uh, you never know when the time will be perfect. On, man, that's exactly what I needed. It goes right here, okay? So if you got something you want to send it, feel free. Any questions or comments before we go? All right, we're out of time, so let's pray. No, I'm, I'm, I'm just kidding. Real quick, any questions or comments? Okay, Trish, you can talk to me afterwards. You look like you had a question. You can ask me. You can, you can ask me afterwards if you want to.
All right, let's pray. Father, thank you for our time together. Thank you for your word. Oh, Lord, I just pray for wisdom. Lord, as I study, as I prepare, and, and as, we, as we go through this study, Lord, there's so much here. And Lord, we certainly don't want to, we don't want to become fanatical about prophecy, but we, Lord, we do want to look at it. We want to understand it. And I pray that it will motivate us and inspire us. Father, the one thing it'll do is give us that heart to go out here and to share our faith with a lost and dying world. Lord, while there's time to work, may we work. Lord, just uh, bless as we dismiss. Lord, help us be very intentional with sharing our faith with those around us. And we'll praise you for that. Lord, give us safety. I pray you'll bring us back Sunday. Uh, Lord willing, I, I look forward to gathering together again Sunday around your word and worshiping our Savior. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless y'all. Hope you have a wonderful rest of the week.